like a fitness thing. Holding some balance vibrations, family. Wow. I think we had a little technical thing. I'm glad I got here early. It looks like a, a meeting was running from earlier uh, today. I don't know sure what was going on, but wow, we in this thing. I'm super excited to be here. We're on that 2022 side of things. Yes, like we made it. We made it. Everyone is well enough. You know, I haven't had any mortality rates on this end being reported. So Tribe is alive and kicking. We have something special today. You know, anytime I get an opportunity to let it breathe for a minute because it has been about two weeks, then it definitely means that I could come in full force. I haven't been in the studio in a minute, so I'm going to be adjusting my levels and things. I see somebody over here was playing with something, maybe the cat. And uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and do what we do and uh, let's get it rolling. It's about one minute in. So we're going to give that respect to the world, to the tribe and to the universe and send this broadcast, send this vibration, send this resonance through the space uh, together. So we always do that by giving the world our wholeness. So I'm just going to start off seven Bomar here. It's 2022. I'm not even that same guy. I'm still going by that same name. Um, so that to change at any point in time, that's the beauty of being us. So let's go ahead and get that round happening of wholeness and balance vibrations for 2022. If you want to chime in also, if this is your first try vibes, wholeness, welcome. Also giving thanks to our existing pillars. So this is your first time seeing me like officially. I want to give thanks for you, let you know that you are welcome and, and you are appreciated. And I definitely am looking forward to delivering uh, something multidimensional this, this, this year, today, now. And All right, come on, come on. It's almost time to take off. Like this is what it looks like when you're about to fly. All right, so uh, let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, so, you know, let's see exactly how much we can do. Let's see how much we can do. So let me go ahead and hit these lines. Bada bing, bada boom. I know everybody is ready. You're in this. Let me see. Let me get these little controls. It's funny. Uh, just push the button. You know, push the button. Like everything is pushing buttons these days. It's like a sequence of pushing buttons. So look at this. Let me go ahead and spotlight the screen. It's spotlighted for everyone. Everything is on deck. Wow. 2022 we're in here this is it you know at least for me like it's this all it's all lined up like I, I have to continue to not only go with what I'm doing but bring it to a crescendo like now or never so this is how it works you know first and foremost I wanted to give thanks in this space and and really just you know, liven things up. Life is what you make it. Existence is what you make it. It's just you, right? So at the end of the day, how you feel is how you feel. So the reason I was doing my arms like this is because this is what it looks like when you're about to take off. And, uh, you know, I see some may be a little bit sleepy. So if you're sleepy in this joint, you're, you know, you're about to get charged up. It's time to receive. So, you know, you get your movement happening and, you know, and don't feel nervous because, you know, it gets crunk up in here. So listen, now... You know, now is time like there is this is it like there's no other times than this. Like we are going to brave the entire projection and we are going to do what we do in this every single time we have the opportunity to come in here and express love in the universe. Like every time they open your eyes and say, hey, it's time for you to shine. 2022 is the year that you bring it. And I'm going to make sure that you have every single thing necessary to do so inside and then the icing on the cake is all the reflections of yourself that you get an opportunity to see here and build here i am you you are me so when you're passing judgment definitely be talking to yourself 
So look at this. You know, first and foremost, as we always do, because we would have to get this started off in a balanced way, not necessarily in a right way, but in a balanced way, because, you know, there's always the left. And that is by touching and agreeing. Now, I'm going to give you something special here today because some have seen this and have went with it and say, OK, so they touch and agree. They hold their hands up like that. He says it's the universal symbol for infinite life and existence from our ancestors. I'm not sure where that's written at or anything, but hey, I'm with it, right? So people have, have dived in because our connection is not really, it's, it's not that we need to have all these books and all these verifications all the time to say, hey, we're going to stand up and bear witness in front of each other and say, hey, I'm counted in this. Like, I definitely am I'm here, namaste. The divine in me recognizes the divine in you, etc. But I will give it to you for the record today just so that you can see it because it's everything about what we're going to be speaking into this evening, and that is the universal symbol, just so you know, of everlasting life was the hands outstretched as a human being. You see that? Because that's the top half of the aura. Right. And the top half of the ore is very important because, you know, it all comes up from there. As you're going to see here in a moment, I'm going to show you not only diagrams, but proof on your power and of your existence and also the way back to self, if you may. So just so you know that this is not something that we're just doing and it, you know, it's something that we're just creating on our own. No, it is actually a universal symbol of our everlasting life. And when we know the order of magnitude, not the way that everybody thinks it is, but the way that it really is, and we know the order of magnitude, then we will move with that power continuously, and that will maintain itself as our nurturing, our nurturement, our medicine, anything that we need through infinity. Because even right now, you know, even all these different solutions that man is presenting has never been really a solution. It's never really worked, but there is an internal solution that actually works and is the highest level beyond magic and you're going to see that today so i wanted to make sure that we we began this 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 anu this connection that we have this year by actually sending out this wholeness and balance vibrations and then allowing it to flow back into us so that you remember that when we open these spaces that if you're ever in a position where you're feeling a little weird because somehow you succumb to whatever is going on around you and its anxieties and its pains and its fears and its lack of awareness. If you ever feel like you need that stimulus, this is where it comes from because what you're seeing in front of you is an inexhaustible well. You're actually seeing in all of these reflections connections across the entire cosmos and all in alignment and in unison with the awareness that together we are much more powerful so no matter what, if we are to come together in truth, then we have to do that. We have to be together. We have to bring every single representative from the spectrum here into the space, into that agreement. Because, of course, our children are here. Our memories are here. Our progeny is here. Our creations are here inside of us. And we have bought these things here to share because we love each other and we have compassion for each other. So in beginning that, in that vein of things, also remember that we opened up a lot of these last year, and those are also still readily available. These are your fuel stations as the new fuel in the universe is Aether. This is your Aether gas station. So here we go without the high fees, though, Ethereum. Honus. Okay, so let's see what we could do in this. So where I'm coming from this evening, uh, or for some of you, it may be even the daytime, especially if you see this later, is... First of all, I, I got to dial in. I need to grab myself really briefly some water. I wanted to 
to let everybody just take a moment and let's visualize this one more time in relation to the field. Okay. Just the torsion field that's around us, which is, which is a womb. It's a nest. It's a bosom. Right. So this is where all of our nourishment is always going to come from. And the multiple strings or nadis that pour through our body, going up through our body and coming back down like rain. Those ventricles are what is supporting us. Those are our lifelines to light. And I just wanted you to take a moment to just breathe in to those lifelines and visually imagine yourself with having all of these different connections and cords to self that come out of the top of the head, as I mentioned before, and then they come in through the bottom of the feet, that if that field begins to get deactivated for whatever reason, then you get disconnected. Literally, it's a disconnect. And so you're powerful enough to visualize that opening. So since this is our, our first time in coming in into the space in a minute, I wanted you to take a moment and I wanted you to visualize that for yourself. Just the awareness that, yo, let me turn my energy center in my mind, in my consciousness, let me recognize it. Because if I say, where's your spleen? Where's your kidney? If I ask you about, you know, where, where's your gallbladder? Could you actually really point to it inside of your body? So, of course, more people know about things in their house, in their computer, et cetera, than they know about the knowledge and the wisdom inside of their body. They got all these scriptures and all these, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, so where, but where's your pancreas? And, and they may not be to identify it, but the most important thing is when you can visualize all your organs, all your planets, all your powers, which is all the higher teachings, that's what they talk about. You know, you visualize these power centers inside of yourself, and then you activate them, you move them, you vibrate them. So this is the, the master controller here. This is the pattern of the actual image that controls the entire vehicle. So just take one moment and reflect with yourself and relight yourself resplendent. As I said, you are your own herbs, you're your own medicines. Relight yourself and get ready to receive. I'm going to get my water, and we're going to get into this wholeness. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the crystallized version of everything I have at this moment. And I'm going to start that first with the divine revelation because we have to be, we have to be careful. It feels real in the illusion. If you're taking notes, you can write that down. says here, the illusion feels real. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because, of course, yes, you know, there's these massive systems of power that teach how to, you know, even nullify pain and, you know, how to escape, you know, even consciousness itself and all this kind of stuff, but... I tell you, that was like back in the Shaolin Wu Wei setting. You know, you know, you were spending lifetimes working on self. Like these days, you know, when you tell people that it's all an illusion, it's almost an intense kind of like, yeah, and then what? <laughs> because, yeah, it's an illusion, but I feel pain. Yeah, it's an illusion, but I need to pay this rent. Yeah, it's an illusion, but wait a minute, I got to go here. It's time and so every single thing that seems to, you see, how, you see what I mean? So this is the kind of paradoxical conundrums that people find themselves in, which actually divide their brain. The more 
you got another category going on that takes the brain into division. So if you're like, oh, yeah, it's all about it. The, it's the money. The God of money is the destroyer of everything. Send me a cash app. You see how like <laughs> that would create these conflictions that even if one side of the person is literally like, you know, I, I, I'm against the system. And then the other side of the person will be like, but we need the system. And these two sides in their opposites, this is what the whole thing is made out of as far as that's why there's so much confusion because people live in these two different worlds. They haven't yet figured out how to merge what we would say is even the spirituality versus, uh, uh, let's say, this current reality, right? So I'm, gonna, I'm showing a chart here because this chart, <laughs> which I call the three ways, right, is an updated version if you may, of, of the maximum of consciousness. Like once you really, really dive into everything and then you distill it all, like, okay, well, let me just synthesize all this. This is what it pretty much comes to in the existence right now in 2022. I can't tell you what it's like a thousand years ago or 2000 years in the future, but I'm pretty sure it's probably the same thing because these, these things actually appear all the time in every single reality and present themselves as a conundrum until you realize what's going on because the natural behavior of the realities that is to actually reinforce the destructive component, which I have highlighted here. Okay, so how this all came about is, is that, yeah, I'm just going to give you a window inside of what it's like to really be on the front line of actually assisting humanity at this stage, right? So you're peeping out the whole thing as you're, you know, continuously risking your life and risking your time, your energy. You risk your life anyway when you spend your time and your energy and it's going externally out to other things. That's risking your life, right? And so, you know, you could be in this risking your life and working to assist others. This position is called the lover of self, okay? So let's look at that here on the chart here. The lover of self because they've realized that all is self, okay? This is this position here, okay? So this is the being that really wants to help as many people as possible because they realize when it's really, again, crystallized, they realize this one key fundamental. They know that the people that we're really trying to get the attention of are the ones that are lost. We already have those that are found or the found as I call it. So let me, let me slow this down and bring all this into retrospect. So it doesn't matter what you're really doing in life. It always crystallizes into these maxims. That when I set out to go and do something for someone, I'm either going to have, I'm going to have only three different modes of thought on why I would do that. Okay. And, and in this aspect, the lover of self they realize that no matter what you develop, we call it preaching to the choir. If you're developing something to help or assist someone and you apply that assistance to them and now they're cured, whatever you have is not really for them anymore. It's for those that still have the sickness. You see what I mean? So that means that if you at any point start taking on this idea that it's, it's kind of like us versus them, you lose the point right away because them is who you were going after in the first place. It, it wasn't us. So I want to make that very clear that generally if you're applying anything like healing and power, it is for, you're literally, you're this building that says hospital. 
and everybody that's coming to you is sick, and then you're going to administer to them this, this healing. And then once they are cured, you cannot take on the aspect like it's me and the cured versus the sick. Because <laughs> that, that, that just defeats the purpose. So let me show you how that actually begins in the consciousness, though, as beings that operate that way. And I call them the destroyers and how a destroyer is actually created. So this way, when you understand how a destroyer is created, you also see that, man, maybe you have even a little destroyer in you. Maybe this has actually happened to you at some stage in time. Maybe this is also definitely what you may be blaming these elites and controllers for being engaged in, but you gotta also realize that that is indeed a vicious cycle. And until they start making this transition to eventually here, then it's going to be generations on top of generations of destroyers. So watch how it works. So now let's take that same context and let's say that I want to I want to create something. Right. But instead of me actually want to create something for everyone. I start taking on this. It's us versus them. Right. And then at a certain point, I run out of, let's say, bringing more us in. So all is left is just them. I'm going to show you how, let's say, quote unquote, so-called Illuminati, so-called different families, mobs, et cetera. They work. They look out at the reality and they look out at it in disgust. They don't like it. It's always something like think about all these religions in these traditions. Oh, it's the pagans. Those Catholics. So it's always a us versus them that starts to get adapted. But it's always it seems so innocent at first. It seems like even when it's just you're saying my family versus the rest of the world, it seems like it's so innocent because you could easily fall down these stairs by being hurt. The creation of destroyer has been hurt by others and has not forgiven them. You, you try to even jump out and help people. You get hurt a few times, and then all of a sudden, you can't seem to forgive anymore. You start even having flashbacks or PTSD when you meet somebody and you see them move a certain way that the other person used to move, and you're like, this is going to happen to me again. I just need to get what is for me from them, that I, the thing I need from them, and move on. And so, of course, these controllers, they operate where they need lots of things from human beings. They need them to build stuff. They need them to give money to them at times. They need energy. They need their creativity. So they need things from humanity, but they don't like humanity because they've been hurt. And then they start to generalize or categorize who they're going to help. Then it starts to become this small category mainly my close family or my friends. And then it's like my close family or my friends against the world. And in that context, what a destroyer then does is they will create things that they will not necessarily even try themselves. They will create things that are preying on others' weaknesses. See what it means? Like, so they'll, hey, go take these shots. Uh, hey, uh, uh, I mean, the injections make your booty bigger. Hey, uh, um, go and uh, you can make yourself more educated and learn more and be the head of society. Spend this all this money on this degree. So they prey on the weaknesses because in their mindset, they don't care about anybody anyway. 
They're just looking to get that bottom line. And this happens, as I mentioned here. Now, look at some of the details. They have categories of the ones they love, General, the clo- generally the close family and close friends. They adapt the toxic use versus the world, the, the, ta- the toxic us, let me correct that, versus the world mentality. So once you, if you're looking in your mind for whatever it starts to make a switch into becoming a destroyer, these are the integers that you would start noticing are happening in your mind first before you would be completely become a destroyer. You would start to adapt to the toxic, it's us versus them, the stupid ones, the ones that are doing this. See what I mean? That's, that's the segue into it. And now think about that just by itself. That's everywhere. So there's always a spring-loaded trap for a person to jump into this kind of thing. Creates things that exploit the weaknesses of others through their desires, right? And that's, again, to to get their bottom line. Does, Does not care about others, uses them to get ahead, right? Because it's small, it's like a small family and it doesn't like everybody else, but it needs them so that they can build whatever it is that they're working on. May become very wealthy, will pass wealth and destruction to the child. This is an important part. That despite the whole thing, though, money cannot really go with you. It can stay here, though. So what they have done is they set it up where because the money stays here, they build up the, the company, the empire, etc., and then it's the children inherited. But how the karma passes is the child actually inherits the curse of being a destroyer. You see, because when the child comes into the position is now owns the framework or the corpus or the entity, the corporation, if you may, of the father or whoever, the mother that put it together, that was a destroyer. So they inherit the destruction. And in order for them to get out of that, what would they have to do? They would have to destroy the destroyer. You see what it means? So you, it also gives you an idea of the kind of power within destroyers. That's why they're always destroying each other. It's just like something constantly crumbling on itself. And then the mass that arises after that becomes it. Rinse, rewind, repeat, because it's a cyclic cycle. As I said, they can only feel artificially and they're excited or sickly excited. And it's just because like when you're still betraying everything and everyone, you can go and have like this artificial excitement. Yeah, like parties and, you know, drinking a bunch and overexciting the senses and making them feel like you're excited. But in the morning, you'll feel like shit because it's artificial. Or one that then accepts the role of the destroyer completely actually becomes more of jaded is the term. And in that way, they actually start to take some type of sick pleasure in what they're doing. And for sure, the controllers in the reality are actually more on that end now. So it started off with that, I I like them, I don't like them. This is the religion you should worship. If you don't, you're not with us. Here's our God. Uh, here's Here's what we want you to do. Here's the language that you should speak. Oh, don't speak that language anymore. That's not the language that we like. Hey, set your table this way. Uh, If you do that, if you don't eat with forks, you're not civilized. So you see, there's a a whole slew of lists here of all these triggers inside the mainframe. And this is why you'll know exactly what I'm saying is correct. So let's see also still the slippery slope of the destroyer does not have the same opportunities as others seem to have. 
in the mind of the destroyer, these are things that can trigger that destruction because sometimes you can look at the society around you, look at other people and their success and all the looking out <laughs> and then come back with, I, I don't even have the same opportunity. So I'm going to have to grind. Do you know how many people I've run into in life that do bad things that say the reason why they do it is because if they didn't, somebody else would? Dope dealers always have that excuse. Y'all shot if I'm... If I don't sell dope, somebody else going to sell dope. <laughs> like that's ever excuse, but it's a very plausible, deniable process that goes on in the consciousness of a person who feels like they don't have the same opportunities as someone else. So they're willing to feel like, okay, well, society left me. Like, see where it all comes from, though. This is a natural process of thought. Society left us. They don't care about us. They're always exploiting us. So I'm going to become an exploiter. I'm going to become a destroyer. You see how easy that is to happen? Feels alone against the world. Now, not everybody has the same condition. Some did not have parents, right? Some did not have siblings. So it's just been them against everything else for as long as they can remember. And in that, they have become in a category by themselves, and it's them against the world. And they can run through a world in a very destructive way. Feels the world has forgotten about them has never experienced unconditional love from parents, siblings, and friends, was helping and got taken advantage of. A lot of our sisters, this happens to them. They just like, they get that first relationship, they're loving, they're caring, and then they meet the wolf. <laughs> and then after that, even after that first time, it's like they got taken advantage of, so they put themselves into a protected state to not get taken advantage of again. And they do that in attempts to taking advantage of situations, moments, because now everything is closed. Again, and, and when that energy is closed, it can't, it can't heal. It can't assist. It can't give. So in that respect, it's going to do the opposite. It's just going to destroy. So even if somebody is, is vacuumed into all of your, your allure, then if they're not nourished in that allure, it's like you're, you're draining the energy from them. Those are also destroyers. Wasn't successful in something and passed the blame, right? Because many have worked their entire lives on things and got all the way to that point and somehow the cars didn't line up right and they weren't successful in it, just getting to the stage that what they wanted it to be and then they get super bitter they blame everybody else. And now, again, us versus them mentality. And so they kind of go in the world like crashing into things. Has succumbed to a mental deception. And that could be a whole slew of things because inside of the mind, the mind has a plausible deniability where it will justify the things that it does. So what happens here is, is that now this high estate called the unconditional love, which I only explained for a second. It could, you could see how it would be very difficult for a destroyer to go to unconditional love. So what I'm showing you here is that people think they have choices in life of whether to love or not. But my friends, there's no choice because this path is doomed. I can so show you a countless amount of souls buried in destruction. They become destroyers, so they are destroyed. So if you find yourself in this stage right here, this does make a very opportune stage. And you got to make sure you don't regress back to this because of what's, what you think is going on around you. And as I said before, the, the segue into that always is that you start setting up categories. 
Of course, all this wisdom and all this knowledge is come from my own experience and my conversation with myself, like always going in on the maintenance and self and be like, yo, where are you at? You know, you, you okay? You know, you start seeing too much stuff going on. You got to speculate. Yo, yo, you okay? Okay, look, remember, this is not a choice here. You must be the lover of self. All is self, because remember, what you came here for is not about you, and it's not about everybody else that has it already. It's about the people who don't have it. That's the mission that I sent you on. And as long as you remember that, then you won't get tangled up in all of the stuff that I'm going to show you also that is just traps along the way. It's like everybody became in history a fisher of men, if you may, or a fisher of souls to trap and to catch souls. In a net, whether it's the web net, well, Webster, Webster's dictionary throwing webs, internet in, in, in the web, world wide web throwing webs. But these webs are not the same webs that our ancestors, our mother goddess was weaving. It is not the original weave, which we showed you earlier. The weave is the torsion field the knowledge of your power, the design of your power. And it's like, there is nothing else. Anything else you bring into that is going to tamper with that. Is going to uh, bring a misalignment within that. And so this build, starting off this, 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 this anu this year, is about aligning everything inside of you. Because this power and this ability, once you realize, okay, well, let me snap back into this. <laughs> Shake it off. Like, it's not us versus them. <laughs> I'm actually here to cure all things. I'm here to shine. Like, I'm here to do something that has never even been done before. Because when you start taking on that energy, again, I said, once to see others do better. Like, once I realized the code to the language and how tricky that was, the priestcraft and the layers of hypnosis they put into the reality and the programming, et cetera. Once I realized all that, I sat back for a moment and I said, man, I can't even be mad at anybody. Even if the fact that they're still alive, still not insane completely is growth <laughs> is a miracle because wow, how can someone survive in something like this? So I, I stopped putting the blame on the people, letting the people be the scapegoat, letting them become the thing that you crucify and you curse. I released that burden from them and I released the burden from myself because all is self. And eventually when you become a master at this, which I can't say that I'm exactly there yet, but I can see patterns really well, and that's helping me. I see the code in the matrix. You can eventually get to this space, the unconditional love space, right? Now even people don't, sometimes the divine masculine doesn't even feel right with that kind of unconditional love. Wait a minute, hold on, let me get my sword. Let me, you see, the unconditional love space is like, it's, it's almost unperceivable, especially for a destroyer. But what happens here is that there's this, this is why there's always this bodhisattva, avatar, messiah type thing, which I'm really going to show you is the great mother by the end of this conversation, because technically still the bodhisattvas, the messiahs, the avatars are actually evangels within themselves, and they need to move out of the way. 
and actually in the consciousness, let the consciousness actually be what it is. Now, they themselves may be ropes or ladders. Let's say at some point somebody conceived that maybe the way back or the way to fix the mess we made could be this. But it hasn't been working really well. And that's why I was saying on the, in the other bill, it's like we have to be willing to jump back into the framework and say, okay, that one's got, you know, how that one was deployed. It's only got 20% success. Can we do better? But again, the examples you have is this Bodhisattva, this Messiah type. And what they're about is, is this unconditional. So they don't care what others think. And they even test this constantly. This is very important to remember. Because some may think, yes, that's me. (laughs) They jump right into that seat. It's like, wait a minute, no. These kind of beings, they test this constantly, this awareness that must be around them in the field for everyone that basically they don't care what you think. (laughs) So when I say they test that constantly, here's an example. So you have like a master Master guru, whatever term you want to give them, which seem to be all male terms, which, again, you'll kind of peep the, the deception here in a moment. But so you got this master guru, blah, 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 whatever. Right. So he delivers this this huge satsang or whatever, this powerful knowledge. Right. Everybody's sitting there in awe, like. Man, even the energy and the vibration is flowing across the field and everything. And then when everybody starts looking at him or her. And starts that idolization process, they'll do something like fart. Constantly testing, wait a minute, hold on. If you're thinking that I'm all holy and all sanctimonious, that's not going to help you. (laughs) What you need to learn is to be free of judgment, to not care. So I'm going to keep testing your ability to actually, what is your leniency on me? You want to put me on this way, on this high pedestal? Watch me fall off. Boom. Let me do something. Oh, my goodness. He's, he's not holy. Oh, my goodness. You see what I mean? Because what they have to do is constantly maintain a certain vibration in the space that you don't lose sight of who you are. And that's why I said. They're fulfilled and untouchable. Because they're never going to let you draw them into that whole thing. Oh, master, blah, 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 which becomes the, oh, the category. Here's the master. Here's everybody else. I would rather be around the master. (laughs) You see, so with our awareness, this is how consistently our growth, because we're going to be way more refined, especially even after we adjourn from this space, you're going to be so refined The main thing is to not let anything come out of your refinement, take you out of your refinement. See, for me, it's interesting because every single time I open a portal, especially from the web, like Instagram or Twitter or whatever, whatever I'm about to send can only still come from one perspective. You cannot send anything all-encompassing and universal down that, right? So as I said before, now I got to jack in. That's why they call it a jack, the joker. Now you got to jack in, go into the game, still as the, the trump card. But now, again, the game, the game begins because it's only a, a spectrum. That's why it's a game, because it's not the real thing. The real thing is the whole thing. And you haven't seen the whole thing yet. So any part of the whole thing is called the illusion. It's a fraction, a shimmer. 
So now we must enter into the worlds of light. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the world of the light with you as a tour guide through history or herstory very briefly, or we're in herstory, switch to history, so that you just have the original pattern because the original pattern is the cure. And then when you choose to jack in at any point in the matrix, because you will have to again, <laughs> you know, I, I highly suggest that we stop teaching in a way where all of a sudden we're telling everyone that they're not going to have to go back to the, to the world again because <laughs> it's an illusion and you get a chance to hide out in some other space <laughs> until all this is over. Close your eyes. And that's not the case. The case here is that, first of all, in the two world setup, when one world goes down, the other one world goes up. <laughs> and that's pretty much the pattern. So right now, you, you can see it all in one day. Like I saw in one day, you know, attitudes was getting a little crazy. Folks were talking a little crazy to me. The stocks crashed. The crypto crashed. The dollars too fell out. <laughs> there was all this stuff going on. I said, hey, I'm just looking at the matrix. Like, all right, well, I, I guess it's that day. And then I go to look at my other world, and I see we all the way up. <laughs> right? So when you have access to two worlds, you're able to see how one world goes up, another world goes down. You know, you know how that really works since so many people, they're like these sacred geometry masters, they just can't explain the basics. The other world. Okay, so look. So you see how this Visica is, is, is similar to this, right? So you see that space in the middle, right, what you call the Visica Pisces, that space in the middle? That space in the middle is the only space that the two worlds interlay over the top of each other. So in that, that space right there, right in the center, that's where the game takes place, okay? And so that's why also in the center of everything, like the center of the womb, et cetera, that's where life begins. Life starts there. But you still need to realize that there's the other world, which I'm actually going to show you today. There's the other world, which is where the, the, it's like the infinite sea of the subconscious, the infinite sea of the collective subconscious. If you were to visualize this, it would be very similar to the, the uh, uh, ocean at night with some light of the moon going across the waters. And the ocean was deep. And in the ocean was every thought, every idea, every manifestation that had ever happened in the collective. And for sure, if you awake certain things in the deep, they could be like monsters inside of your mind and inside of your consciousness because everything is in there. And that's why there was a warning that, you know, hey, if you're going to start awakening some of that ancient primordial, you need to be really on point. You need to understand who you are. So, of course, you got all these idiots and they jump into these wild magical ceremonial books and they, they're used as host to basically bring those entities out of the sea in their own consciousness. Okay? So now watch this. So we just want to clarify once more that this universal symbol If we were to see this as like, we didn't even start with the language, we didn't start with identity, we would have to have a symbol that we use to actually understand what all of the power is. And that symbol would, when you say that symbol would be you, I'm not telling you it's the person you're seeing in the mirror. That's, that's the whole game. That's why the mirror thing is a big part of magic. It's the highest part of magic is the mirror. 
because the sheer fact that you have this reflective substance here in this world that you can use, that you think is showing you who you are, right? Sometimes it's taken in such a different way. We can think of the mirror and we can think of like, you know, the Matrix, even when they touch the mirror, you know, the horror movie where the thing is moving in the mirror, the person walked by the mirror, there's something else in the mirror. You see what it is? So we think about all that like that, but no, wait, boogeyman, Let's put the boogeyman back in the closet right now because we love to create boogeyman, especially when something is just so clear and direct. The mirror, when you're looking in it, you think you're this person that you're looking at. And if you don't realize that the person that you're looking at is really this, which is your energy field, which if your third eye was open and you were looking into a mirror, then uh, you know this, you know, some people don't really come back from that, to be honest. Because it's like an ultimate meeting of self. And there for sure is an infinite energetic loop happening. And, you know, getting through that, you know, one needs to be weathered enough to realize who they are. Because in the subconscious mind, remember, this would be literally like if you, if, if, if you looked in the mirror and took an eye-opening substance, it would be like you just set off in your boat to the deep sea. <laughs> the, the, the high waters where the storms that are actually in there because of the waves and the vibration that exists within there and the unpredicting, it's just as even more unpredictable as your dream state. You, know, you get in the dream and there's all sorts of stuff going on. So you're just in that, going through the mirror. So this is why it's a process of initiation into yourself of just being aware that we had codes and symbols and our code and symbol of the mother goddess was this. And every time that symbol was placed into anything, it meant the field that actually is surrounding your body, the bosom. That is actually allowing you to even manifest in this space, the thing that is giving you all of your energy. Now, one second, let me just grab something off my my hard drive here because. I wanted to show you a visual of that. Here it is. Okay, so let's take a look. Okay, so the reason why when we outstretch the hands and it's the high, we raise them up is because the higher chakra is still the interface, as you're seeing. The high chakra is the interface. So from the crown coming in, that literally is the actual energy coming in. It's your inspiration from on high. Let's look at that one more time. So you see how, one second, one second. Let me, let me shut him off. Give me one second. I've got to do this the right way. Let's go back to it again. Turn it on. So you see how it's still like an inspiration is coming from the top like seeding into the top of the head. So that, that area, that's why I told you, that area, that swirl that's in the top of your head is where you're getting your inspiration from. So this inspiration is basically your womb. You're becoming inseminated by your connection. So when your energy goes out, it goes all the way up through all the stars of the cosmos. Those are your nadis. So if everything is connected, that's what should be happening. The more you start putting stuff in categories, the less connection you have. So when all your energy field goes up, it connects in and, and pins in with the stars 
And then it gets to all of that inspiration, which is really vitamins and minerals that, you know, that's why the sky is, is like always cloudy because our vitamins and minerals are generally light. Now we have to take them in a secondary substance, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, which is we got to go to the metals and the elements that are already in the as below chamber. But originally, all of our vitamins and nutrients actually came from not just the sun, not just the moon, but also all the stars. That's why there's a cycle of where the sun and the moon got to back off. The sun at a certain point has got to back off. The, the, the moon at a certain phase got to back off. And then all the stars come in. And as, if, as an ancient being completely exposed to this, all of your, your nadis are actually receiving the vibration and the frequency of the mineral. Right. Because we even have a set, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it apart again, but we have a frequency set that was in the spooky two manual, which is the frequency generator machine. And it says that these are the frequencies of the minerals. Right. And some people may not be able to connect that. Well, how could a frequency be a mineral? Well, because everything is a sound. But more importantly, sound is light. But you still need to put yourself into a condition where you can still be receptive to light in that way. But if we have categories and judgments, then we've shut down our entire light field. And I'm going to show how that really looks in occultism, how they explain that they're basically shutting down the light fields. Now, first of all, there becomes a switch. The switch is, is that, well, damn, that's super relative, right? Because they shut off things with a switch. So the switch is, in this case, is they need to switch the symbolism. They need to take you from being turned on and actually turn you off. So that is as simple as taking the masculine and the feminine principles and actually reversing them. That's all has to be done is the position that the woman or the womb has would just be replaced with the male. And we wouldn't say that the male didn't have a use or the female didn't have a use. We're just saying that if you do these out of order, you're going to short circuit every single time because you don't have the proper order of creation. And people will argue with you about this all day. They've, they've made it into something racial, political, social, sexual, every single thing that they can make it into. But these are master codes. You start playing around master codes, your ass is going to be lost forever. Right? And that's, that's a state that they've gotten into. People are lost. They're wandering like zombies on the astral plane now. And they don't have the code. Because when they died, they thought the code was this man outstretched on a cross. So let me show you. So what happens here is, is just watch just very briefly how the code gets hacked. So you see on the great mother on the top left, right? This is the uncomfortable picture now for everybody, right? Let's just zoom in here real quick. The great mother has this crown on top of her head. Some think this is a racial thing. Some think these are naps. Some think these are they, they coils. They don't know what these are. We just looked at what these are. Let me show it again. What these are is on the top, when the inspiration is coming from the top of the head, it's, it's light waves, which waves are coils. So when the head is receiving these light waves, they're basically re receiving these receiving them through these coils. So this is basically an image of the crown chakra. So the great mother is the originator and the pattern of the crown chakra. It is a code. And it's because if you ever need nourishment, you can always go right to the original pattern and you can receive nourishment from the actual point of light.
give me one moment here. I got to put in one more, one more image. Okay, here he is. Okay, there they are. One second. Okay, let me blow it up. Okay, so uh, here's the diagram, right? So this is that same torsion field, but it's now that you're kind of zoomed inside of it. Now, everything is inside and everything is in the same pattern. Humans are in the same pattern. The earth's in the same pattern. The universe in the same pattern. But again, if they displace the pattern, make you think the pattern is, looks like something different, then you don't know where you are. So that's what a new world order is. It is to change the design of what the whole system originally looks like. We've seen this also before. We're just recapping here. The apple of my eye, right? So where is the apple of the eye? It's in the center, the apple of my eye. That is where, how you're seeing everything. So now you're the apple of the eye. You're actually in the state now with how you think and how you feel is actually seeing or experiencing everything according to you. So if you don't open up your consciousness and realize, look, you are actually this from your consciousness. When your light goes out through your noddies and plugs into all of the stars and the rest of the cosmos, if you're not in division and not judging and you're completely unified, then you receive inspiration from the entire field or the entire spectrum, which we call the energetic spectrum, the electromagnetic spectrum, because you're an electromagnetic being. And then that goes out. And then it comes around and it goes back in the body, but not in just an external state. This is an implosive device. This is something that actually works internally. It can be felt externally, but it's mostly felt internally. And this is why when, when people get activated, they're the ones feeling it, not the person next to them. They be feeling like a thousand kilohertz are running through their body. They're seeing all these visions and everything. And the person could be sitting right there next to him on the bus like, Yo, this dude is tripping. <laughs> and doesn't even know, you know, this dude took some stuff and now he's all in a whole nother universe. But you can't feel any of that because that's it's the power that runs inside, which is the most important power. Spiritually, mentally, and emotionally exhausted, physically exhausted, you're tired, there's barely any time to relax. You know, the truth is you can't just work people all day. You can't just, you know, they're not robots. I just left work for the last time, actually. <laughs> so today I actually left my job. So what we do is we match people with the equivalent level of how they need to grow. If it wasn't for that, I probably would, I, really, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be on this video right now. Secret Energy has personally helped me find balance. Because ever since I tuned to him this last year, I've grown in a year, what I've, like, it's felt like I've had multiple lifetimes. When people figure out that they are the ones that are creating the value, and let's say this is something that can easily be done in groups when you can 